Hi! Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk some golf. Dave Kamaski with the city of Winnipeg. Their courses are open. It's the start of April. And we'll also ask him why you can't drink on the golf course right now in Manitoba. Also, we'll talk to Katrina LeMay-Doan, Olympic champion and member of the Canada Games Council, on a study they've done where they've learned as many as one in three youth unsure if they would return to sports after the pandemic is done. How concerning is that? We'll talk about it on the podcast. It's no April Fool's joke. The golf courses in Winnipeg, run and managed by the city, they're open. Seems early, but I know golfers are grateful to get out there, and joining me now to talk about it is Dave Komaski. He is the Golf Operations Coordinator for Winnipeg Golf Services. Dave, opening the courses the start of April, that's got to be pretty much as early as it gets in Winnipeg, no? Uh, well, Christian, it's one of the earlier's for sure. Like it, it's uh, there's I've been asking that question to a lot of people in in, in our world lately, and and there was uh, I think in 2010 or 2011 we might have had an early start. I think there were some courses that had opened, and then maybe you know I can't clearly remember, but it, it's definitely a, a very early start for golf in in Winnipeg and Manitoba, Christian. Absolutely. So, what kind of condition do courses have to be in to open up for the season? Uh, well, pr- probably the, the primary thing is snow, right? We, we, we need the snow to, to be gone and, and we need it to be dry enough to, uh, like, a, you know, we need it to be dry enough to get out and, and have our, our maintenance team out uh, preparing the course. And, um, you know, there's there's many different practices that golf courses do to put their courses to bed in the winter. We tarp our greens. So, you know, we need uh, we need the overnight, the overnight lows to be, you know, uh, uh uh, warm enough that when we take those tarps off it doesn't completely shock the greens and so i mean primary is temperature and and uh and snow but you know mother nature has been uh you know for for the golf business mother nature has been very favorable to us this spring so if uh folks in winnipeg want to get out and golf uh what is open right now well uh as of today christian uh kildonan park windsor park crescent drive and harborview golf courses are open um, those are city-run facilities that uh, we opened the doors this morning, and, and uh, we're anticipating more of a frost delay, but we, we, uh, we were right on schedule, which was great. Um, so, and, and I would imagine that there's uh, you know, many other golf courses around the city that are uh, either opening or very close to doing so. Were you dealing with a, a flood of people wanting to go out, get out and golf this morning, or, you, or is it people are wanting to wait a little bit till it warms up? No, it's it, it's a flood, Christian. Absolutely, we uh, the city put out a, a media release last Friday indicating that our plan was to open the golf courses um, today. But we were we were a little bit concerned earlier in the week, obviously, with uh, you know with the weather conditions that we had, and and um, you know it's it, it's uh, you often hear people say only in Winnipeg can can we have uh, you know around minus twenty degree weather two days ago and some some snow, and and here we're playing golf today, but. To answer your question, Christian, we we uh, when we sent out this media release, we had our we had our online booking sheet go live last Friday. We started accepting um, phone reservations on Monday. Uh, we are very uh, yeah we're very full at, at uh, the courses today and and tomorrow. I don't believe we have an open tea time. That it's uh, you know it's going to be I believe it's 18 degrees and and uh, we are packed tomorrow and and through the weekend. I think the weather is looking favorable, so people are are very anxious to get out and golf. 
And I think in most years they would be anyway, but especially after being in Code Red here in Winnipeg and Manitoba for many months, I think people are just eager to get A, get outside, and B, do something that they love, and that is golf for many people. Yeah, I would agree with that, Christian. I mean, we're, we're you know, the, the golf has been – Golf has been on the rise over the last. The popularity or the you know the participation of golf has started to. It seems to go in 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 peaks and valleys. I mean, I you know I've been in the golf business for 25 years, and and you know you see the, you know there's trends, and I think that's with with any sport. And so the, over the last number of years, that when we open the door, people are 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 anxious to play. Um, but your point of of the 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 current uh, pandemic situation, and and uh, you're, you're absolutely right that we, we you know we all. Are very limited on, on what we can do and, and understandably in, in, in the current situation but you know golf is um, you know we take a lot of pride and I, and I know most if not every other golf course is the same but we take a lot of pride in making sure that you know when people come to our facilities that they feel safe they feel safe and and uh, you know we're sanitizing and, and and cleaning and masks and and everything that we we should be doing so you know back to your original question Christian it, it is a you know golf's an outdoor sport where we're we're, we're uh, you know, we're increasing in popularity and people are, you know, people that may not have played the game for a while are, are saying, Hey, I want to try this again. Or people have never tried played the game are, are saying, Hey, this might be, be a good opportunity for me to, to try the game because it is, it's outdoors. And, and, uh, you know, and again, it's, uh, we like most other golf courses are doing what we can to make sure that, that when golfers show up at our facilities, they feel safe. So further to that point, what are the current regulations COVID wise for people showing up to a course? What do they need to know uh, that might be different from the pre pandemic times? Well, I mean, so yeah. And, and the, the first thing that we, and, and you know, and this is, there probably isn't, uh, you know, anybody that's, um, you know, everybody should be aware of the fact now that if you're experiencing any of the flu like symptoms, we, we ask that you, you do not come to the course. Right. And then that's, that's not just within golf. That's, that's anywhere. Um, you know, we're asking people to physical distance, you know, six feet apart. We're limiting the number of people allowed in our buildings. You know, we have, we have floor stickers when people come in to pay for their green fee, we're, we're, we're limiting what that capacity is. And then we're, you know, making sure that people are spaced out, um, you know, maximum of four golfers, so, some, some courses. And at times we have allowed five, five sims, but we're, we're limiting that to four. Uh, we're asking people not to touch the flag sticks. We have, um, you know, we have devices in the holes and, and again, lots of golf courses are doing this that uh, will allow the golfer to not have to physically put their hand in, into the hole that they can use their putter to lift the ball out of the hole. Uh, ball washing stations, rakes, divot mix boxes, those have all been removed. Um, you know, we're recommending or asking the tap form of payment be used. Um, so stuff like that, Christian, again, it's, it, it's a lot of what we had to do in, in 2020 um you know all, all our staff uh, are, are i mean again this isn't this isn't new but all of our staff are, are are wearing masks and sanitizing the buildings regularly you know touch points uh, we have we have screens up uh, protective screens up in front of our point of sale systems uh, just everything to to make sure that again the, the the people feel safe and and uh you know everything is sanitized and cleaned and so it's a, it, it's similar to 2020 but <laughs> but different for golf and, and because we're living in a different world right now. Now, I know that you guys don't have control over this, but there's been a lot of buzz today about the liquor rules and how uh, p- people are not really able to have beer out on the golf course right now. How do you think that's going to impact the social aspect of this? Well, 
so first and foremost, Christian, you, you're absolutely right that that is that is the current legislation, and uh, we at the City of Winnipeg Golf Services are, are making sure that we abide by uh, those parameters. We're fortunate to have Salisbury House Restaurants; um, they have the food and beverage contract at Kildonan and Windsor, and, and we've had over the last uh, 48 hours we've had multiple meetings with uh, with their team to make sure that everybody is on the same page when it comes to alcohol consumption at the courses um and you're right it's uh it's certainly not you know no no, it's provincial uh uh, regulations and and so we're abiding by those it's uh i mean it's a you know i i think that's that people are are you know yes there's people that 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 like to uh you know have a few beverages while they, they play golf but you know, I think in, in the current situation that we're in, um, most, if not all, people will understand that, uh, you know, it's it's in the interest of public health. And, and um, you know, and, and, and at some point, hopefully, uh, you know, those 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 and, and, and many other restrictions are able to be uh, loosened. But but again, based on, on where we're at and what the province has, has said, um, we're aware and, and we'll be abiding by those rules. Any concern about people sneaking in their own? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. We we do have concern over it, Christian, and and um, you know we, we would hope that uh, that people understand that um, you know there, there's there's good reason for it, and and um, so yeah, there's a concern, but but we're hopeful that it's uh, it doesn't become an issue. All right, before I let you go, Dave, this is a special year for Kelowna Park, uh, 100th anniversary for the course what special celebrations does uh, the city have planned here yeah and, and then thank you for recognizing that christian it, it, it's a it's an exciting time for us that's uh you know there's not a lot of golf courses that uh that reach a milestone of of 100 years and so so on uh june 9th 1921 the doors opened to the kildonan park golf course so so we're we're doing uh we've got a lot of plans underway to to recognize that uh, i'll just maybe give you a few touch points on on what we're so the week of uh, July 28th, so uh, July 28th of this year, uh, we're going to be having uh, elected officials and, and others out uh, to do a, a you know, hopefully with the restrictions will allow it, but we're, we're going to have a, uh, a celebration on that day where we're going to, we're going to have a commemorative boulder by the first tee and a newly planted tree. And, and, um, and then for that week, Christian, that's a Wednesday for that week, we are going to, um, we're going to reduce our rates to $19 and 21 cents, you know, based on the, the year 1921. Uh, we have some limited edition hundredth anniversary merchandise that we are going to have in uh, definitely in the pro shop at, at Kildonan and also in, at Windsor and Crescent drive. Um, we, we, kind of a neat thing. And we've got a, we've got a lot of positive feedback on this that we've uh, our team, along with the communications team at the city of Winnipeg have, uh, if people are interested and they want to go to Winnipeg, uh, winnipeg.ca slash Kildonan Golf Course 100, uh, people are able to to share their stories of, of uh, you know, what the golf course has meant to them. There's the ability to email those, there's the ability to leave a voicemail, you know, and I haven't, you know, we've received a number of those already. And, you know, one that kind of jumps out at me that I, I've read is that there was a gentleman that submitted a story that he he's, uh, at the time, he was a new Canadian and he'd never played golf and, he came to Kildonan, you know, in, in his first uh, six months of, you know, being a new Canadian, and and uh, he instantly became hooked on the game of golf, and and 20 years later, he's a very avid golfer at Kildonan. You know, so so just a small example of uh, 
um, you know, stories that, that we're starting to receive and, and, and pictures from people who have uh, been around that golf course for a long time. And then we're, we're going to share some of those stories through social media. Um, so, yeah, a lot, lots of things going on. And it's, it's an exciting time. Again, 1921, uh, Windsor Park will celebrate 100 years in 19 or in 2025. So it's uh, it's an exciting time and, and, and a neat, uh, neat experience to go through a golf course celebrating its 100th anniversary. Absolutely, Dave. Appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this, and uh, have fun out at the golf course. Hopefully, we'll see you out there soon. Because I've I've got my I only golfed a couple times last year. One was at Kildonan, but uh, I'm definitely itching to get back into the game. Thanks for this. Wonderful, Christian. We I appreciate it, and we look forward to having you out at uh, one of our courses. Take care. The Canada Games Council, in partnership with IMI International, they issued a national study on the impact of the pandemic on youth activity in sport. More than 2,000 Canadians between the ages of 13 and 24, or pardon me, more than 2,000 Canadians ages 13 and over, including 600 youth between the ages of 13 and 24, were asked if, once COVID restrictions were lifted, they would return to sport. As many as one in three youth, they were unsure if they would return, and 20% of active participants answered they did not plan on returning. That's not great. Majority of youth and teens describe sports restrictions as, quote, sad and, quote, unfortunately necessary. And here to discuss this and these results, the findings, is the vice chair of the Canada Games Council, as well as two-time Olympic gold medalist Katrina LeMay-Doan. Katrina, how concerning are these results from your perspective? It's very concerning. Uh, I'm not even, I, I don't know if it's a surprise or not. I mean, you know, the survey shows that that youth are, you know, they, they've been sad about not being able to do sports. Um, it has been tough on them. It's tough on them because they've lost that connection. Um, you know, they've lost the physical side. They've lost that social connection. But it's the mental health side, and I think that has taken a toll on them. Um, I also think that financially, I'm sure a lot of families are now looking at, at certain things and saying, you know, are we able to do this coming out of the pandemic? And one more thing that that I've heard locally also um, through my work with Sport Calgary is the fact that, um, you know, some sports sort of mandate that, especially at a young age, you know, six, seven days a week, and all of a sudden not having had that for a number of months, families are realizing and, and even kids are realizing they have more time for homework, they have more time for downtime. So I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a lesson for sport, but also we need to make sure that we do get those youth engaged back in sport at some level because of, of all the health benefits. So when looking at maybe what changes will come as a result of this, who knows how long break this will be from fully, truly getting back to whatever normal is now, do we think that maybe making it e- easier access, I think, should be near the top of the list? But you also mentioned uh, time constraints. Are we maybe putting too much pressure on kids to practice too much? What do you think? Yeah, and, you know, it's a very broad question because it depends on the age group, depends on the level of Right, sport, of course. But, but I do think so. I mean, I have kids who are super active. And they're in high-level hockey and high-level ringette. And my kids have missed it. But I'll tell you what, my daughter's in grade 11, 
and she's she's now concerned looking in the future going how am I actually going to fit everything in and do all my homework and now that she's you know got a part-time job because financially that helps us as well so it for sure is a concern and you know you always have to look at a silver lining that comes out of anything bad and I think from the pandemic and the you know with sports being taken away we are back to understanding and having that message that sport is key to our community and sport across all levels. I mean, we need the grassroots club sport, you know, once or twice a week, and we need this high performance so that the young ones can have this dream if, if they want to go to that next level. So, you know, sport will be part of our recovery, and it has to be, continue to be made a priority by all levels of government. And for uh, for girls specifically, I know I've done interviews before about how they are more apt to drop out of sports at an earlier age than boys are. And I imagine that this break from sports for, for many, and especially girls, they'll say, you know what, just like you mentioned, there are other things in life and they realize, you know, whether it's work or school and maybe it's just too much to get back into sports. And that just this might just further exacerbate that issue. Yeah, that, that is for sure a concern, um, keeping the girls in sport. And the other side is that self-confidence. And, you know, I think we talk about, um, we talk more about how girls' uh, sport develops that self-confidence in girls. It does the same in boys as well. You know, I think there's this underlying that boys have more confidence. Uh, I think sometimes it's because our society says they should have more confidence. But sport does that for girls and boys. It builds their confidence, and we need to make sure we get back to sport so that we can build that next generation of leaders and that they won't be struggling because we know that the mental health side of our community, and especially our youth, they're struggling right now. And, you know, the lack of sport has put many of them in front of screens. And whether it's screens because of they're doing online school, whether it's screens because they're trying to communicate with their peers, it's uh, you know it's it's not healthy, and so we need to get them back outside. We need to get that that communication, whether it's again coach to athlete, athlete to athlete, friends together, whatever that communication is, we need that back. But how do we do that safely right now when the COVID numbers are not necessarily trending in the right direction? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, that's been the big battle. And, um, you know, sport has been held to very high standards, and I think what's great is that sport is doing that. Sport is, um, you know, they've had the return to guideline and protocols right from the beginning, and sports are working better together. So, yes, they need to work in a safe manner, but, you know, it depends what province and territory you're in, Sports, some sports are coming back, some, again, are going backwards and shutting down. But we've also seen internationally these bubbles, and even uh, if we look at Canada, the curling bubble, the bubbles are working. And so, you know, we need to look at what we've learned from this. We've learned about uh, sanitizing equipment, sanitizing hands. We've learned about, you know, n no touch of equipment, no sharing. Those are basic things that should have been 
followed all along and they haven't been. Those are standards that are going to be normal standards and contact tracing. We should be having that all the time. So these are good things that are coming out of the pandemic that we're learning. But again, sport, you know, sport is held to, you know, a a very high standard. Um, I think sometimes sport is being picked on a little bit because it's an easy target. But the lessons are is that we need sport. We need to bring sport brings our community back together. Sport brings our country back together. And I, I mean, when we look at the Canada Games, there is no better example than that. And when I look towards Niagara in 2022, the, the delay that they're having, uh, I mean, that is going to be the utmost celebration of sport within our country. And you know, vaccines can't come soon enough because that's what's actually you know. That's what's going to be the game changer here. Absolutely, and I think as we were, patience is the is like the word, right? That we're all looking at, like, okay, we just got to get. It's just a little bit longer. The vaccines will be here soon, and then you look to the states and you see how it's going better down there. And there's fans in the stands and opening day baseball games today. They're wearing masks, but nonetheless, the fact that we're going outdoors now more often with the snow melting, it's warmer outside. I reckon that'll make it a little easier for outdoor sport activities and that should help mental health too should it not yeah i believe so i mean um i i think you know patience as you said is the name of the game so is adaptability and resilience and we've seen all levels of athletes and all ages of athletes have to adapt and that's been the key so even during the cold weather people were adapting um we need common sense we need people also as it gets warmer that, uh, you know, these gatherings can't happen. We need to be patient, as you said. But, uh, you know, sport has really looked at their protocols and looked at how, you know, at how they can do things, sometimes even in smaller numbers and sometimes in, in different areas. So it's the creativity that's been quite amazing within sport, and that's what's going to get us back. But, uh, you know, again, we we need people to sort of, trust trust the system but uh yeah you know we're in a different state than the u.s we we can't we can't compare ourselves with the number of vaccines they have with what we have but uh you know i just i so look forward to you know i love watching sports on tv i love participating in sports and now that in alberta we're starting to emerge a little bit but our numbers are you know they're scary but uh you know i just can't wait for beijing i can't wait for canada games coming up and all in 2022. 2022 to me is going to be uh, just the most exciting year ever. I would hope so. I mean, 2020 was rough. <laughs> we were all thinking 2021 was the answer. It became clear that maybe not for a lot of it, maybe by the fall we should be good. I'm not sure. But before I let you go, I got to ask you about the hoodies, the blood, sweat, maple syrup hoodies that the Canada Games yeah. is selling right now. I, I love the idea because, I mean, how Canadian is that? What kind of feedback have has the council heard on those? Oh, my goodness. Probably the most popular hoodie ever. Um, You know, I don't think people realize, um, you know, just how how, how deep the Canada Games goes when you look at the athletes who are alum of the Canada Games. On the winter side, on the summer side, across, you know, all ten provinces and all three territories, it's absolutely incredible. And then the day that the uh, rebrand was launched and that hoodie, and to see the athletes um, 
you know, posting the pictures, and I was so excited to post one, and uh, just the feedback, people just, you know, messaging, where can I get this? This is so exciting. And, you know, that's what you have to do is you have to continue to be relevant with the public, and that's what the Canada Games has done because, again, it's not just the athletes that uh, the Canada Games impacts its communities and its volunteers and its officials and its families and you know, it's about tying the country together, and that's what the Canada Games does above anything else. And, uh, you know, the rebrand was perfect timing. We needed some good news in sport, and it's it's something to look forward to. We're just over, well, we're, we're over a year away, but, uh, you know, it's going to be a celebration for sure. Well, I can tell you I've been in Winnipeg for six years now, and the 2017 Summer Games were among the highlights of my time here. It was so much fun. The festivals, the packed uh, baseball game, the volleyball venue was yeah. full and loud. It was so much fun. So it's uh, it'll be great to see that again once the games are back next year. Katrina Lomedo, appreciate your time tonight. Thank you very much for this. Stay safe and uh, be well. Thanks very much. You too. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this we try to warn you all the